0: Welcome to Soulful As Fuck. I'm your host, Sinead E. Along with myself, you'll be receiving a slice of life, a dash of biz, and a whole lot of soul. Hey guys, and welcome to 2020. Thank you so much for being here, supporting me and really just coming along with this new journey. Um, This podcast has been coming down and it's been wanting to be birthed through me for I would say close to a year now. So I have decided that 2020 was gonna be the year that it is birthed and what better way to kick off the year the first week than actually delivering it to you guys. So before I get into this episode, Again, I just want to say thank you, and yeah, this is something that's totally outside my comfort zone, but I'm such a big believer of feel the fear and do it anyway, so here I am, and before I do get too far into this, I am going to keep myself accountable, And first up, off the bat, it's going to be a weekly podcast. I am a mum of one, I am a business owner, and I am going to be a mum of two in six months. So I know some days it's going to be extremely challenging, some weeks are going to be extremely challenging, but I'm here to really honour, value and serve you guys. So that is why I am declaring it right at the start and before we get into my first episode. So... First episodes are always about really getting to know your host. So what I thought I would do instead of me talking for 20 to 30 minutes about who I am and why I'm here and where I've come from, because I guarantee you over the next 52 episodes of this year, you are going to know a hell of a lot lot about me. So I thought I'd do something different, something a little bit quirky, something serious, but fun at the same time. And I got two of my best friends, Janice and Marie. They have both known me for a long period of time. They've both watched me really grow, seen me at the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. And I just asked them to write out a series of questions. I, I have wrote these questions down. I haven't answered them. So I will be answering them off the bat, right here in front of you guys, being real, raw, open, and honest. And just giving you a solid view of who I am, what I stand for and what you'll be really getting from me and from this podcast. So I am, my name is Sineadie Klaus, I am 30 years old. I live here on the Sunshine Coast um, in Queensland, Australia with my beautiful baby daddy, Nicholas and my soon-to-be one-year-old, Wilde. Yes, his name is Wilde, W-Y-L-D-E. And he is the most beautiful little man that ever chose to be in my life and I'm forever grateful for him. So I could sit here and I could talk to you guys all about my life, where I've come from, um, but that's not really what I want this first episode to be about. So I have, I'm pretty sure there's about 30 questions here. I am going to go through them all, I am going to answer them all really vulnerably, so just bear with me, stick around and again, I just want to say thank you, how excited I am to be here and to be on this new journey. So, what advice would I give my 13-year-old self? I love this question because when I was 13, I'm not gonna lie, I had absolutely no idea about life, who I was, what I wanted to do, and I know at a 13, at 13, you don't really like, you know, you shouldn't really get have your shit together, I guess you could say, but like, I was a little shit, and I'm sorry to my parents, but. If I could give one bit of advice, it would be that self-love is so fucking important and this should be a topic that so many, so many kids need to acknowledge and I feel like it's a parent's duty or it's the social, curric- social, social school curriculum to really have this and to really allow people to express themselves in an open manner. So, yeah, I would, I would give my 13-year-old self a really big self-love pep talk. What is your proudest moment in the last 10 years? My proudest moment would be falling pregnant with my son, birthing my son and being with him for pretty much nearly every day for a year that little bugger that little little man changed my life in more ways that i could even begin to put into a sentence or paragraph or even or even writing a book about he rebirthed me and he's definitely my proudest achievement can you tell us about a challenge in your life that changed you man this one gets me, gets me in the feels like every time Um, It would probably be my biggest challenge. I was 23, 24, I was engaged. I had what I thought was my fairy tale ending. Um, My fiance was having an affair behind my back and it absolutely broke me into more pieces than I could possibly ever really put back together. But I'm here, I'm stronger than ever. But it got to a point where I turned to drugs and alcohol. I remember sitting on my mum's couch and I just said to her, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't want to live. And I just watched her cry. She got me the help that I needed in that time. And uh, yeah, six years later, here I am. I've completely transformed my life. And I feel like, you know, the the biggest things in everyone's life are the ones that break them, but it also uh, is the ones that allow you to step up and step into the person that you truly, truly desire to be. What's a core value you want to install in in your kids? (sighs) Loyalty, 100% loyalty over and over again. So loyalty to me, like I'm a fiery Irish Scorpio and loyalty, I have the most loyal love for my friends family my partners my children everything but I find that as soon as you cross me or as soon as you do something that doesn't align with the values that we have built together in any friendship or relationship it's extremely hard for me to like put my faith back into you so loyalty is will definitely be my be my children's top five values that they choose for themselves. The self-growth journey can sometimes be overwhelming for those who are just starting out on their journey. What advice could you give them? Love this question. I would. I have two bits of advice. It would literally be like, look at your environment. Your environment is everything. And if you are not surrounded by positive, uplifting people who want to see you like really succeed, whatever success may look like to you, then you need to evaluate that and have a look and secondly don't overcomplicate it like your your journey is going to be completely different to every single person out there but start with a book my first book I still have I still go to I still read it's something that I treasure it's something that has really become like a bible to me so don't overthink it um find a book that really really like lights you up inside and something that you know that you'll have for a very long time and i guarantee you once you finish that book the rest will just flow so find a good book and environment you are the sum of the five people that you surround yourself with so have a really good look about a look into that what does self-love mean to me oh wow see again back to the first question it took me a very long time to actually love myself love what I saw in the mirror um, but I truly truly wholeheartedly 100% believe that self-love is not an external vision or the way that you see yourself in the mirror and exter- self-love is internal and it everything in your life comes back to your internalness So for me, it's like, again, your environment. Who are you surrounding yourself with? What are you putting into your body? What food are you drinking? What water are you drinking? Like this self-love, sorry, self-love has adapted obviously over time and as I've grown, but it's truly a reflection of how you are nourishing your body, your soul, your spirit. And then the rest comes and flourishes on your external world. The way that you look will soon become like you'll, you'll think that you, you, you are amazing. So really, really nourishing and looking at your internal world because, you know, you can be like the hottest chick in the gym, but you could be so fucking ugly on the inside that nobody really wants to know you. So, yeah, that's what self-love means to me, nourishing your insides and reflects on the outsides. If you wrote a book what would it be about I've always known that I was going to write a book but I actually have no idea what it's going to be about I truly believe that like inspiration gifts everything that you have in your life is gifted through you via like source the universe the higher power everything so I guess with that one I'm still waiting and when the time is right it will be birthed through me and I guarantee you that you guys will be the first to know, my listeners, my, um, yeah. What's the best thing about being a mum right now? Right now? Oh, this one's, I just love being a mum. I loved every life before this, but this one is definitely my favourite. Seeing his little face, laughing with him, watching him develop, knowing that, you know, my partner and I have really allowed him to, to open up and be his own person and to develop his own little personality. And, you know, the way that we live will eventually be the way that he lives because, yeah, I know that that didn't really answer the questions, but I just fucking love being a mum. And the best thing about being a mum right now is getting to wake up every single day to somebody that needs you. That loves you wholeheartedly, unconditionally, and you're their life. And I just look into his little eyes, and he's just—he's just the fucking best. Yeah. What's your boundaries around your business and family life? All right. So for those of you that obviously don't know, um, I am a full-time mum. I am a full-time businesswoman. I and. I really, when I first started, I think I struggled a lot with this, but since um, my business never stops, it's automated, it's 24-7, but I do know when to put my phone down. I have phone-free days, I sometimes even delete the apps that I use for my business so I can actually really be present with myself and for my family. What's your nighttime routine look like at the moment? To be quite honest, I don't have a nighttime routine. I have a solid morning routine, but my but my nighttime routine changes every single day because obviously wild sleeping patterns, growing, teething, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But once he's down, I spend some time with my partner, um, read, we watch a movie. My nighttimes are really like my downtime, my times that I really just like to really prepare myself for a nice sleep. I go to bed early, I wake up early and I, yeah, like I said, I have a really solid morning routine. Um, where are we going? If you were an activist, what would you stand for? All right, so I'm so passionate about the world, the planet, the ocean, um, eco-friendliness, water, food, everything, like, and I don't think I would, I I don't think I would stand for just one thing. I know that as I grow, my beliefs get stronger and stronger in humanity is, has destroyed our world. And if we want to bring it back, we need to change, um, the way that we live. We need to, and it starts in your home. So for me this year, um, my biggest, thing is turning my whole house eco-friendly like plastic everything we have like changed a lot in the last year but I know that there is so much more that on our on our like behalf that we can make so much like we can change in our household to make the world a better place so yeah I think it all starts within your homes something you wish you knew before you became a mum And any advice for soon-to-be mums? Oh, wow, that you get rebirths when you give birth, (laughs) that take nipple guards to the hospital. (laughs) Um, It's going to be different for absolutely everybody and everybody's experience is going to be completely different. But I would definitely, definitely... Just listen to your intuition. Your intuition knows best. It knows what's wrong. It knows what's right. It knows that you shouldn't be doing this or you should be doing this. So really, really listen to your in- intuition. How do you stay motiva- motivated, inspired to keep working on my visions? Because it's my vision. It's my life. It's what I want to be birthed into the world. It's what I want to create. Like. I don't want to just pay bills and die. I used to be that person. I used to be the person that you know, only made a certain amount of money each week because that's the way that I wanted to live my life. But now I want to impact millions. I want to make millions. I want to show other mums and other visionaries, creatives out there that there is an easier way to grind, to hustle, to trade your time for money. To the list could go on and on but if I really really wanted to I could ramble about this question but what stays me motivated is the fire that's burning so fucking bright inside me that you know it's not just me anymore it's me my partner and my two kids it's what their life would be like if I didn't follow my vision it's what their life would be if if I didn't show them all the possibilities of what if like yeah, the world is our oyster and we get to create it any way we choose. When and how did you first learn about manifestation and the law of attraction and what happened after you found out? Haha, <laughs> so this one is a good question. I think Marie wrote this one. Um, so after my breakup, after I went through all these, my troubling times, after I hit rock bottom and really started to repair my internal world, um, I went and saw a lady. She is a numerology reader and I got a reading done from her and every, I, she didn't know me from a bar of soap. She didn't know anything about me, but absolutely everything that came out of her mouth was spot on. So after that, <coughs> excuse me, after that I actually wrote down everything because the person who hurt me was the person I loved and, the, and looking back now, he wasn't anything near the person I have in my life right now. So I wrote down absolutely everything I wanted in a mail, everything, to the way that we laughed, to the way that we spoke, to our families, And it's still in one of my journals to this very day. And I read it and I just, I envisioned it. I felt it and I thought about it. And sometimes I forgot about it, but I always went back to it. And reading that right now, Nick is the person I wrote about, down to a T, down to a heartbeat. He is that person and yeah that's when my manifestation and law of attraction began I manifested him into my life even though we were already in each other's lives he was right in front of me the whole time and ever since then I believe in miracles because our mind is so fucking powerful and yeah it's and if you don't believe in manifestation and law of attraction girlfriend boyfriend whatever who male female it's a real thing what made you st- start a podcast ah this is amazing um i am i love talking i love talking about topics um i love giving value i love serving but i never used to be like this so don't think that this is something that i just use, that i something that i just slammed together I'm still nervous as fuck I am still here my palms are sweating I'm I'm thirsty because I've been talking for I don't know how long and I just want you to know that like when an, an, an idea is coming to you and it doesn't leave you alone that's because you're meant to bring it to life and this idea came to me um and Over a year later, I'm doing it because it's been knocking on my door. I find that I have a really, really – this is my – this is what I'm good at. I'm good at – I don't like being in front of camera, but I've learnt to love it. I love writing, but I'm dyslexic, so half the time my spelling is completely wrong. Um, I read it differently in my head than what it's written down on paper. But for some reason – My message has still got out there, created what I've created and I find that podcast was my next avenue to really show you guys how passionate I am about helping women allow themselves to step into their truth, fill their love cup up first, know their capabilities and really own their life and if I have to go first, then I'm going to fucking do it who inspires me so many people inspire me but I think wow who inspires me yeah so many I have a coach I have mentors all surrounding me my friends my family but the one person that inspires me the most would probably be my partner Nick so watching him grow, watching him develop, watching him be a father, transition from, you know, party boy to responsible male and really taking care of me, Wilde, and soon to be our little girl. Yeah, he's the love of my life. And it probably wasn't really where I think Marie wrote this. Marie wanted me to go with it, but you know, I could I could ramble off a few people that inspire me on Instagram and all that, but Nick is the one person that inspires me every single day. How do you take your coffee? I love coffee, but to be quite honest, I am an almond cappuccino girl, but I am also a long iced black. And depending on the weather, depending on my taste buds, my pregnancy hormones, is what I have and to bed do I wear matching pajamas or a big baggy boyfriend shirt I am a big baggy boy sh- boyfriend shirt for life yep that's me 100% over I've, I go through Nick shirts like yeah he, sometimes he gets angry at me to be honest <laughs> okay I'm just turning over the page now, guys. So, if you were stuck on a deserted island, what would be in your backpack? (laughs) This is so from Janice. Um, What would be in my backpack? Water. Oh, my God. Definitely water. An endless supply of water. Um, My toothbrush. Definitely my toothbrush pair of bikinis because I pretty much live in my bikinis or togs I'm actually delivering this podcast to you on my couch in my one piece so yeah I'm a very very relaxed gal um what else would be in it um bikinis sunglasses oh my god my favorite book my first ever spiritual self-development book light is the new black definitely. And I would probably say my, my cell phone and my cell phone. I work from my cell phone. My cell, why am I calling it a cell phone? My mobile. Why, my mobile with maybe a solar panel so I can still use it. That's how it works that way. I'm stuck on an island, but I can still work. How crazy is that? Um, yeah and a photo, a photo of every single person that's, that I love all together. Yeah, that's it. What is my most embarrassing moment? Hmm, my, my most embarrassing moment. <laughs> all right, I got one. I would have been 10 years old and my brother and my sister, we were all in our family home around a pool and i was playing with my brother's crutches because he had broke his leg and yeah we were all just together and i said to them i wish i had a cool nickname like crutch and they have never ever ever let me live it down to this day that would probably be my most embarrassing moment because they still bring it up who wants a nickname called crutch i like Eleven years old, I didn't know the crutch was like in between your legs. I just was walking around on crutches, going, "Fuck yeah, these crutches are cool." Like, yeah, that would probably be my most embarrassing moment. When are you your happiest and your and your most loving state? When my love cup, when my self love cup is full, and when I am living in alignment. There's nothing worse than doing something that doesn't fill you up and. Throws you completely out of whack, and you know in your bones that it's not the right thing to do for you. So definitely, when I am my, when I am in full alignment, when I am in creative mode, when I am, when I see everyone around me happy, and when you know I'm not putting my myself last, I'm putting myself first always you've always you you have always had a love for fitness and caring for your mind and body have you yes um actually probably no i reckon my fitness journey started when i was about 17 so throughout my childhood i swam i was a really really good swimmer but when alcohol got introduced into my life i pretty much chose alcohol into in in turning instead of Uh, choosing swimming as a career like I was that good that my dad was going to pay me to get the best of the best coaches but I chose alcohol and after I chose alcohol I moved to an island and I got really overweight for my body size and I just remember not really looking after myself until I was probably about 18. When I turned 18, I joined a gym and it really just um, was a ripple effect from there. Morning rituals have been a huge part of your rewiring your mindset. What practices do you enjoy and why? Yes, I love my mornings. I love my mornings to myself. And this only really started about 15, 15 months ago when I truly believe how you start your day is how is what sets sets you up so um especially in the last few especially in the last few months, my partner and I have really both created a solid morning routine together um, that's allowed us to really flourish in in our relationship and solo so um I have. Crystals, I have my angel cards, I have my diary, I have a candle, I have my yoga mat, and I sit down and I meditate. If I don't meditate, my mind just goes berserk during the day. Um, I love to journal, I write down what I'm grateful for. I have my I know's now, so like I know I am a powerful leader, I know I am a great mum, so I have those. I do my angel cards every morning. So I truly believe angel cards are sources, the higher the higher self, the higher good. It's their way that they can communicate through you. And I always find every single card I ever pull is always 100% what I need to hear right then and there. So morning routine, I stretch, I do yoga, I think yeah, every every morning is totally different, a hundred percent, but you just gotta wake up and move and do what feels good for you. But if you do not set time for yourself in the mornings, then I would highly recommend looking at it and changing it. You have a huge passion for the environment and choose to be and you chose to be vegan for some time for health and for health reasons. What is your view now on your diet and creating change in the environment? So yeah, I was vegan. I've been a celiac for 10 years, so gluten has been out of my diet. Um, I was somebody that just used to binge eat. I actually had an eating disorder for a very long time. This was also throughout my period where I was going through my darkest of years. I would eat, I'd throw up, like that's just a whole nother story. And my relationship with with food was extremely, extremely bad. Um, So when I first met, when Nick and I first got together and when we moved in together, his eating habits and my eating habits were completely different, but I kind of just slotted into his, his world. So I ate a lot of meat and I was forever bloated after every meal. And I just said to him, I'm like, I'm cutting out meat. I didn't, never really been a big dairy eater. So I just made the decision. I was like, I'm going vegan. And I was vegan for almost two years and I loved it. I slimmed down. I became the healthiest version of myself. Um, but now I'm, I'm very, I'm an intuitive eater. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, I, we live in a plant-based household. Um, I don't cut out anything anymore, but yeah, I really just listen and I really, really eat what my body is craving. I don't binge anymore. I eat what I want. um, But I still eat extremely, extremely healthy for my body shape, for my pregnancy. And I really believe that everybody should intuitive eat. I don't think that, like there'll be like weeks, days where I don't eat meat or anything like that. But I truly believe that you need to, yeah, just really, really listen to your body. Best thing about pregnancy and motherhood. Um, the best thing about pregnancy is knowing that you're giving, you're growing life. Like I never really truly understood it until obviously I was pregnant and I don't feel as though any woman can feel it until they fall pregnant or really understand but growing life and knowing that that soul chose you is something so special and something so powerful and that about motherhood I've already answered um you're just responsible for another life and you develop and help and grow and you're their world and to be honest they're your world too because Yeah, it's just incredible and it's changed me in more ways than I will ever, ever be able to say or put put onto paper. What future do you want for my babies? I fucking love this question. My children are going to do whatever the fuck they want. They are going to know that they can be whoever they want to be and know that they will have my full support. I was the black sheep in my family. I traveled, I went from job to job, I didn't go to uni, I didn't get a degree, I didn't do an apprenticeship. I actually paid for two TAFE courses that I never completed. (laughs) And here I am, a successful online businesswoman, and it's just the beginning for me. So I want my children to know that whatever they choose, they will be successful at because that's what they chose. And I feel as though so many people are like struggling at, struggling because they're doing what they think that they should and not what their solar line to do. So, yeah, that's a really big one for me. You have been in the online space for years. What led you to saying yes to building an income online and what was the possibilities you saw yourself? love this question this is from janice okay the online world is completely transforming the world it is it's allowing people to be who they are get paid an uncapped amount tap into resources that you know did not even exist for our like parents or even 10 years ago i remember getting my first iphone when i was 21 years old and now look, now look at what's been created. So uh, my entrepreneurial mindset came when I joined my first network marketing company when I was 22, 23 years old, and I have just tried and tried and tried and tried to rewrite the system myself by by creating blog posts, by doing websites, by, you know, hiring someone to help grow my Instagram account and I've just invested a lot of money, but what I've truly realized is that you don't have to create and recreate the wheel yourself, that there are solutions out there, that there are vehicles out there to help get you to where you want to be, Um, and I just know that in another 10 years, traditional businesses aren't really going to be around anymore. They're definitely not going to be something that is so mainstream like they are like you look at the world and how much it's really changed over the last 10 years and where we've gone imagine what it's going to be like when my kids are my age like the world's going to be epic and i know that wholeheartedly most of this shit that is around isn't going to be around anymore but online the internet you know, social media, that is just getting started and it's just warming up. So if you're not in the online space, then the, you're, the world's growing without you and you really, really need to tap into that shit. What has, what has been your biggest challenges and growth experiences throughout life and since stepping into your business? Failing forward would definitely be my first one. So many people expect everything to be perfect when you first start and then like it just continues to be perfect. And to be honest, I thought that I would come into this online, online space and just crush it. This is like when I was 22. I thought I was the bee's knees. I thought i got this, they can do it, I can do it. And the truth is I wasn't prepared to fail forward. And this time around, since 15 months ago, saying yes to this online opportunity, I have failed on my ass time and time again. I have cried, but I have never given up because my vision has been so fucking strong for myself, for my family, for the women out there listening, for the women that I am yet to meet, and for the women that I am going to inspire and empower and help them show, what is, show them what is capable when you back yourself. You know? Failing forward isn't failing. Failing forward is learning. It's growing, and yeah, I think my biggest challenge, my biggest challenge with that is, you know, being imperfectly perfect. Nobody is perfect. Nobody has got got it down pat. Like the millionaires and the people out there in the world, like Oprah and and tony robbins they all failed on the ass time and time again and look at where they are they're the most inspirational people out there in the whole world delivering and really allowing their voice to come to life because they failed forward so i that used to be one of my biggest challenges but now i fucking love failing because it gives me the chance to redo it it gives me the chance to allow myself to be better and do better and know that I can be better. So yeah. Oh, what is your biggest vision? Man, this, I love this question because it took me a very long time to realize why I'm here and why I am doing what I'm doing. But I actually wrote this one down because I can ramble on, but my vision is to inspire the fuck out of thousands to wake them up to the possibilities of supporting each other and healing our planet through soul aligned action, to ignite the fire that's in their souls, to bring them home to their bodies and to share and show everyone the possibilities when following your heart to create financial abundance for yourself and for your family. That gave me goosebumps. I'm just beginning. This is literally episode one. I've been in the online space for 15 months. I have a beautiful little family. I have a man that absolutely adores the shit out of me and I adore the shit out of him. But my life never used to be like this. I think so many people get caught up in, I can't do that. And trust me, I did. But when you have a vision when you have a mission and when you know that you're on the right path, serving the right people, doing the right things for you and your family, that's soul-lined action. That shit's going to get you far. And when you don't give up and when you fail forward, the universe listens and it watches your every move and it delivers. it delivers you... More than you'll ever, ever know when you just trust the process. I can, like I said, I could ramble about this for such a long time. You have so many tattoos. What is your favourite and why? I love this question. Love, 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 love this question. My favourite tattoo is a triangle on my forearm. And I got it for a few reasons. The first reason is because it was a triangle in my first personal development book The Light is the New Black by Rebecca Campbell and my second reason is in the darkest of days no matter how high high you hold a triangle up it will always land facing upwards with the point so yeah That's pretty much it. It's a solid reminder that I'm on the right track. When I hold it out, the arrow is pointing out down my forearm. And whichever direction I go, I know I'm going to be guided. So, yeah, that's why. I just love it. I love tattoos. I've got about 13 of them. And to be honest, I'm probably definitely going to be getting more. I think personally, tattoos are like expressions of your soul that you get to place on your body. It's it's just, it's a really great way of expressing who you are and what you love and what you like. <sighs> Where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, I see myself financially free, financially abundant, financially able to support my whole family five years traveling australia probably before traveling australia with an, with thousands of women in my team supporting them and helping them and guiding them to be financially independent and financially successful whatever that may look like to them I'm going to have a movement of humanity behind me, a movement of people who are so eco-friendly that want to save this planet, that want to do their part to really bring our earth back to life. A movement of humans who want to live in the now, that don't want to live in the, what we, people were doing 40 years ago. Fuck, that feels so good to declare that, especially on podcasts. Um, my favourite quote, this is the lucky last question. So my favourite quote, I have two. I have two. My, the first one is, what's keeping you so loyal to a life that's keeping you so stuck? And I've heard this about a year ago by one of my mentors now in business and it is so fucking true. There's so many people out there doing the same thing day in, day out, stuck, stuck on autopilot with no direction in their life, but they're so loyal to something that brings them no purpose, no drive, no passion. So what's keeping you so loyal to a life that's keeping you so stuck? And my second favourite quote would have to be, I just had it, but it's gone. What is it? Come back to me. Oh, there is no point in putting energy into something that you cannot change. Oh my God, energy is everything. Energy is all around us. You are energy. You are an energetic being. So many people are so shut off to their emotions and the energy around them and the energy in their vortex. That there is no point in putting your energy into something that you cannot change. That means that it's already happened and that the outcome is already final. It's been done. But you can put energy into your future. You can put energy into who you choose to be tomorrow. You can put energy into creating a different life for yourself. See where I'm going? So they're my two favorite quotes. And I'm just going to wrap it up very, very shortly because I don't want my podcasts to be a huge stint of time but I really loved and I've loved answering those questions on the spot and I hope you guys have as well. So, yes, if you really like this episode, please subscribe. Please give me a review. I'm just starting out. But imagine where I'm going to be in one year's time, in 52 episodes time. So I just want to say thank you again so much for being here, supporting me and guiding me and I hope that that answered um, and gave you an insight into my life. I love you, I see you and I adore you until episode two.